You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Wednesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and when you get done listening to the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, there is no better place to catch up on all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens and the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. And on today's show, we have a lot of news and notes and tidbits that we want to cover, but the main highlight of today is we are joined by former general manager of the Iowa United, the TBT team playing for the $1 million cash prize at the end of the tournament, um, comprised of Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, and, you know, Ideally, you and I, guys, we're talking to him about why Iowa United is not playing in the tournament this year, and is there a future for the team? Um, who are some of the Iowa Hawkeyes they wanted to try to get, but they just, you know, they just couldn't get them for whatever reason? And how the tournament has changed. We're going to talk about all that on segments two and three. Before we get into that, though, again, want to talk about some of the news, notes, and tidbits around Iowa Hawkeye Nation. Starting off with Joe Wieskamp, who did receive an NBA draft combine invite. And that was kind of the big waiting sticking point. I talked about this on the show earlier this week. I felt like if he got an, a combine invite, there was no chance he returned. Um, I would say the chances of him coming back are very slim. The whole idea is that he, th- he thinks he's ready for the NBA, and I would agree. I just don't think he has a lot to prove at the collegiate level. The fact that he got invited to the NBA draft combine means that NBA execs also agree, and he is a draftable prospect, a guy who could go in the second round. Someone's going to take a, you know take a swing on that size, length, and shooting ability. So great for great for Joe Wieskamp. Uh, don't expect him back in an Iowa Hawkeye uniform anytime soon. Or ever. Um, also on the the football front, uh, got a couple couple interesting notes today. Uh, Kale Crow from Huxley, Iowa, goes to Ballard High School. Did officially commit to the Iowa Hawkeyes. They offered him not too long ago, um, June fifth to be exact, and he committed ten days later. And he's officially visiting the Hawks in ten days. But um, grew up a Hawkeye fan, wanted to be an Iowa Hawkeye. Uh, this is a huge gift for Iowa. You want to keep in-state kids in-state, and you want to keep Hawkeye fans in the family. They understand what it means to be an Iowa Hawkeye. 6'6", 265-pound, three-star tackle prospect. The composite score has him at 776th nationally. Um, A big-time grab in-state for Iowa to nab Kale um, for that offensive line, for that outside tackle or the tackle spot for the offensive line. So huge news there. Um, Also, Javon Tracy, brother of Tyrone Tracy, did announce his commitment yesterday. I thought... There's a chance it could be Iowa. He ultimately chose to go to Miami of Ohio. A three-star athlete um, was choosing between really Iowa and Miami of Ohio. Iowa was the first person or first team to offer Javon Tracy. Um, Thought that connection with Tyrone could be a big hit, but seemingly – he uh, felt more comfortable at Miami for whatever reason. Um, I, I wish him the absolute best. I know one of his other brothers plays at Miami of Ohio, and it's a little bit closer to home. So I wish him the best uh, nonetheless. But um, an opportunity for Iowa to nab a another wide receiver and unable to succeed on that one. But there are still several prospects they are looking at, and I hope – I'm thinking we might get one committed this month. So exciting stuff there as well. 
Continuing on the football front, Zach Van Valkenburg made the Locked Impact watch list. Um, it's that time of the year where we're going to, and honestly, probably not, we're probably going to get more about August time frame, but get a lot of these preseason watch lists, which really don't mean a lot other than these people are on the radar. That's all it means. That doesn't mean they're going to win. doesn't mean they're going to be a first-round pick. doesn't mean they're going to be a big-time player this year. It just means that they've had success in the past. And if they take the right steps, they could be on that list going forward. So um, nevertheless, fun to kind of play at those hypotheticals here. Moving over into the golf front, um, Iowa golfer Alex Shake has earned a sponsor exemption to compete in next year's or next month's John Deere Classic. His brother Carson also qualified for the 121st U.S. Open. So two Iowa golfers making a big wave um, on the pro circuit. And Trenton Wallace was named a second team All-American um, after being named Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. The final thing I quickly wanted to cover before we got into the conversation with Matt Crawford was uh, simply a tweet I put out yesterday about Brian Ferentz and his offensive play calling ability. Uh, Boomer Sooner, if nothing else, provides some talking points. Um, I don't understand. I don't think he's not very informed half the time. But today or yesterday, I thought he was very on point with the Brian Ferentz comp. Uh, He had Brian, I believe, in the low... 40s. I'm going to try to pull that up in terms of offensive play callers in college football. And you know, let me pull it up right now. He has, yeah, Brian Ferentz at 41. And uh, I made a couple points in this. I thought it would just be fun to quickly recap. Brian Ferentz is legitimately Jekyll and Hyde. I think on a good day, Brian Ferentz is a top 10 offensive play caller in the nation. On a bad day, Northwestern or Purdue, he is a, you know, bottom three digits, you know, hundreds, uh, low 90s, whatever it might be, because sometimes he gets very stubborn. And the stubbornness is something we enjoy, right? You look at the the three quarterback sneaks in a row. That was just fun to watch. It was just Brian Ferentz saying, we hate you. We're going to shove it down your throat. Um, and then you see times where he just throws over and over and over again, doesn't even try to utilize the running game. Um, and it just gets very fr- – again, Northwestern throwing 51 times. Spencer Petras not – able to really handle that kind of uh, responsibility that early on in his career. Um, you see it's very much a Jekyll and Hyde act, uh, but we see the potential. We've seen what Iowa, the Iowa offense has done. Um, the fact they're able to have one of their best rushing totals in quite a long time last year was huge. The implementation of jet sweeps and using speed um, and the wildcat. I mean, these are all variations that you love to see from Brian Ferentz as he continues to grow as an offensive play caller. So um, I do expect the growth to continue. Um, expect to, you know, continually be frustrated occasionally. Though, as no no play caller has a perfect season where they can call everything perfectly, and that's, that's the case we're seeing with Brian Ferentz as well. That being said, though, we're going to take a quick break and then get into the conversation with Matt Crawford talking about the Iowa United squad, whether or not there will be a team in the future, and what Iowa Hawkeyes they tried to grab. All that's coming up on segment two. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about rockauto.com, a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all of your auto and body part needs from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your 
your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and best of all, the prices are always reliably low. I went to rockauto.com and I saved $50 on two engine air filters. It took me less than five minutes to find, and they shipped directly to my door. Why wouldn't you want that kind of value when you're searching for your auto parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com all right y'all we have a recurring guest back on the call today back on the show today we have matt crawford former gm of the iowa united um, for the last two of the last three seasons putting together the iowa united squad for the tbt um, before we get into that though matt how you doing today man good how are you good to see you again yeah, man, it's always nice to catch up with you. Uh, obviously, we chatted for about a half hour before this, so definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely enjoyed that. But the Iowa unerrable, yeah, yeah, I definitely can't hear probably ninety-seven percent of that, except for maybe like the parenting, parenting advice you were giving me. Um, yeah, there we go. That's about that's about it. But we are back to talk about the Iowa United. We've had you on the show several times over the last couple of years as you put together teams that are comprised of Drake, Iowa, Iowa State, and you and I. Well. No, you and I players, but Iowa, Iowa State and Drake players on, on the show. Get, man. That it's is tough. To and last year, uh, we had we were starting to do all of our interviews, getting some of the guys on the show. We had Nicholas Bayer back as well. Tyrus McGee was on the show. Josh Young, um, but the Iowa United did not get in the tournament. And this year, you're not having a team. So I want to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, first, why no Iowa United team this year? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think the big part for me it was one of the conversations I had with coach Horner where, you know, we're recruiting guys and we're trying to talk to guys, you know, and like I've talked to you before, I mean, the list is kind of the list of guys. And so, you know, we kind of go through that list and talk to them, recruit them, you know, that sort of thing, see if they're interested. And, you know, one day I was sitting there talking with coach Horner and I go, I was like, Hey, I'm going to wave a magic wand for you here. And, Give me the eight or nine guys that if they said yes, not to win it, but give us a realistic puncher's chance. And I'm going to write down that same eight or nine that I think it is. And so we both kind of did that. And we pretty much came up with the same list of, of guys. There was a little variation, not much, not enough to be important. So same eight or nine guys. And I go, okay, well, coach, the problem is I know for sure that we've got one of those guys and that's Tyrus McGee. And that was kind of the point where I'm like, you know, uh, uh, how, how interested really is everyone in doing this? You know, um, and it just got to the point where I felt like I was kind of pulling teeth to do it now. And I'm going to say this. Uh, let me preface this. I, I don't fault any of these guys for not playing. OK, they've got a month off and it's right when the tournament is, you know, they've got families, they've got other things. They want to come home. It was a COVID year. They want to come home and see everybody. And I, I get that. But at the same time, you do have to have a certain level of interest from the players. And if you kind of look on Twitter and see some of these teams that are, some of them are run by former players and they're the ones recruiting. They're going, Hey, I'll go get this guy. I'll go get this guy. We just, for whatever reason, couldn't cultivate that where, we had that interest and it just felt too much like we were pulling teeth to get guys. And uh, at some point you just got to say, you know, uh, you know, who's more interested in this? Is it, is it us or is it the players? And if it's us, it's maybe time to do something else. 
Yeah, can't can't keep, keep pulling teeth to try to get people to play. Um, I want to ask you a question about you actually brought up a, a good point. You put together that list of eight or nine guys. I just want to take a stab at naming some of the Iowa Hawkeye players. Would have been a part <laughs> sure. of that. Um, yes. Peter Jock, Jared Utah, yes. Aaron White. Those three guys. Uh, I think Aaron was on one of our lists, not on the other. Okay. I'll Devin Marble. That. Oh, I complete. I forget about Devin Marble sometimes because he's completely <laughs> forgot about Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. and it, it made sense, made more sense why we weren't hearing back from him though. That <laughs> yeah, he so. just doesn't. I like, totally get it now. It makes a hundred percent sense. So Coach Horner and I had a good laugh about that. We're like, well, that kind of makes sense why he's not answering. I guess, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't uh, play for uh, any Iowa-based team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so at some point you got to just say, well, hey, you know we. <laughs> If guys don't want to play, they don't want to play, and that's that's about all you can do. Yeah, so will there be a team in the future? Will there be any sort of compilation of an Iowa United team, whether that's Iowa State base or an overall team anytime in the future? Um, I don't know. The, the problem is I'm sitting on – I've got a sponsor. <laughs> that's the hard part is I finally got it to a point where I have a sponsor. So I've got money sitting here, okay? I've got – you know, myself and I've got people that are willing to help like yourselves and, you know, video guys and, and stuff like that. I, I'm not going to do it where I've got to recruit the guys. If there's an alumni, if there's a guy that says, Hey, I, I can call these dudes, I can get these guys to play and they want to just get the team together. I'll, I'll listen. I'll see who they can get. Um, but I, I don't see a scenario right now where, I, I'm going to personally do it or um, anything like that right now. It's just, like I said, it's uh, I, I don't fault them, but there's got to be a certain level of interest to do it. And just not there, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned one thing, um, the fact that you do have a sponsor lined up. And, uh, I've, you know, I've been a little bit involved, you know, talking to you a lot over the last couple of years. And I feel like the evolution of the tournament, even in the last three years, has been incredible. Uh, the first year, I feel like you were – kind of scrounging to get people to pay for, you know, get jerseys and trying to line everything up and whatnot. Now you have a sponsor who's willing to, you know, potentially even pay to, you know, get some players on the team. Um, can you talk a little bit about how the tournament has changed over the last three years even? Yeah. So it used to be where, I mean, you kind of budgeted maybe 10 grand and that covered your expenses for the guys that week flights, you know, wherever they got to go food, that's that sort of thing. Um, and I said this, you know, quite a while back, uh, before the year started, I, I said, you know, some team teams are going to figure out how to get a corporate sponsor and it's going to blow up because now they're going to have all this money and they can start paying guys, give them money. Because if you're a player, why would you play in this? I, I really don't understand because you're not getting anything unless you win. Right. So your main job, like you're Tyrus McGee, you're making a quarter of a million dollars playing overseas. Right. What is your motivation? Well, Tyrus is different because he's just a gym rat and he's unbelievable. But <laughs> like bad example there. <laughs> bad example. But why would you play in this if you don't get anything? Well, now guys are starting. They're not necessarily calling for it or asking for it, but they're starting to get money. Um, so just to kind of give your listeners an idea, I know of two guys at least, and this is just at least, I know one is getting 15 grand just to play and another one's getting 25 for a, for a very prominent team. That's just the two I know of. So, you know, once kind of that ball gets rolling now, if you're, uh, and I'm just pulling a name out cause he's familiar, you're Mike Dom. And I'm not saying he's asking for money or anything like that, 
if you're Mike Dom, why wouldn't you go or a player like that? Why wouldn't you go to a team and say, I'll play for you, but I know he got 10 grand just to play. I want 10 grand just to play, you know, now you're getting into an arms race that a, I'm not going to partake in. I can't, it's hard to raise that kind of money. Um, but you're going to start getting teams that, that can do that consistently. Now you're going to be really top heavy in this tournament. Um, and that's kind of the concern for the tournament, but yeah, I think that's the biggest change is now you're starting to see guys get paid just to play and they're starting to get paid a lot of money just to come play. Yeah. You're starting to see almost, I, I feel like some teams are starting to get ringers, right? You might have a, let's say I'm just a Marquette alumni team and then they might pull one, two or three guys who really don't have any affiliation with the university of Marquette, but they're going to play on that team and hopefully go get, you know, another W this upcoming year. So I think it's very interesting. Mike Dom is also a guy who I feel like after last year's tournament performance could hundred percent capitalize and get a lot of money <laughs> if he really wanted to, but um, right. really wants to play for the well, Atlanta. And what's interesting too, is it, and now that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work because you, you can, you've got some teams that are mainstays in this, you know, like your sideline cancers and stuff like that 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 that's not necessarily going to work for them. They're, they're a culture team. They're a system team that that's not necessarily going to work for them. So some of these teams don't need to do that. Other teams, if they've got the money and they can do it, that's the route they want to go. But it's certainly become quite the arms race as far as uh, paying players. And now you're, you know, what you're going to have is you're going to have guys that are going to now, um, kind of bounce back and bounce around to the highest bidder, like you talked about. And I don't know if that's necessarily good for the, the tournament either. Yeah. I mean, I like the consistency of knowing some of the same guys, the same teams are going to be back each year, year in and year out. A couple of former Iowa United guys are on other rosters now as the Iowa United are not playing this year. I saw Nick McGlynn is on the Creighton team. Tyrus mm -hmm. is playing on a team and I cannot remember what actual team he's on. Wichita. Oh, that's what it was. That yeah. I thought that was super funky. Isn't that great? That's that's rich. I love that actually. Yeah, um, yeah, I do too. <laughs> and then uh, you have uh, uh, Mike Dom on the Illini team. Are there any other Iowa United guys playing on other teams that I'm not listing? I I don't think so. No, I saw um, I saw Clemens is on a team. I don't know if they'll get in or not, but I saw Anthony Clemens got on a. I was uh, listed on a roster as well, but. Um, yeah, not that I not that I can think of. No, out of those three teams, which one do you feel like has the best chance to make a deep run in the tournament? Um, Tyrus's, Nick's, or Mike's? Uh, well, Mike's. Uh, uh, you know, Mike. You know, especially with him playing in Peoria, that Illinois team um, was really good last year. Um, uh, you know, Wichita State. You know, they got they got a couple of guys back from injury that didn't play that didn't play against us, um, but. You know, I uh, it's a good roster. I, it's I don't think it's as good as Illinois, especially playing at home. That'll be that'll be tough. That'll be a tough team to beat. All right, y'all. We're gonna quickly take a break from the conversation with Matt, and we'll get back to that at segment three. I do want to tell you about two of our other sponsors of the show today. You've heard me talk about them before. Built Bar is the way to go when you're looking for a protein bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It has nine phenomenal flavors plus a significant amount of delicious limited time flavors, including white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkles, which is my personal favorite. They have something for literally everyone: fruity, sweet salty and everything is covered in 100% chocolate so you have so many options you can choose from but not only is the flavor fantastic 
the health part is amazing as well. For example, that white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkled built bar has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. It's the perfect pick-me-up or post-workout snack. So grab yourself some built bars today. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. And betonline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. They even have political events if you want to bet on that. They got reality television. You name it, you can bet on it at betonline.ag, including the TBT, the basketball tournament. We're going to give you some advice at the end of the show of who you should be looking for on the betting scene for TBT as well, courtesy of Mass. So check that out. But before the next pitch or before the next basket, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information today. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I mean, well, personally, after watching Tyrus McGee basically <coughs> carry the Iowa United for about a half um, against Wichita mm-hmm. State, I feel like anytime you have Tyrus on your team, you're you're at least going to be a little bit competitive. So that'll be definitely fun to watch. Well, especially him and Connor out shooting three pointers. You know, Connor yeah. uh, Connor got us pretty well, but um, yeah, they, they'll have some guys, and that place will be rocking again for sure. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Tyrus fits in with that group. You know, where's where's he slide in as far as uh, minutes? I mean, he'd be perfect sixth man on that team, I suppose. But um, yeah, no, it'd be fun to it'll be fun to watch him and and uh, be supportive of him down there as well. Absolutely. So my last question to you is. How has COVID impacted the Iowa United? So last year, uh, the expectation was that the Iowa United were, was going to get in to the tournament. The tournament did shrink the tournament a little bit, but I thought that you all were pretty comfortably in. Um, the results or the, the tournament brackets come out basically in the seedings, and Iowa United is not in the tournament. Do you feel like had you had a team last year that there's a chance that Iowa United would be a part of the tournament this year? Yeah, because, I mean, you know, it really – and I've had those conversations and so I'm not telling you anything I haven't told the term I go that really screwed us from a program standpoint, because, you know, you know, I'm sitting here with Mike Dom on my team with Royce white on my team, you know, to go with Tyrus and Pete and, and these guys to where, you know, you don't put us in, even though we're clearly talent wise. I mean, this isn't bias. I mean, you look at the rosters. I mean, Talent wise, there's no way we shouldn't have got in. It's a, you know, we're not going to rehash, but it was was an awful decision. So when we don't get in, I can't, you know, we got to do the right thing too for these guys. So we don't get in. My first call before we announce it is I'm calling guys, some of my GMs I know going, Hey, we're not going to get in. Do you, is there anybody you want me to talk to um, as far as playing for you? Um, and that kind of comes up, comes up, you know, Hey, you know, and then, you know, Mike, uh, had a contact with Illinois. And, and so he went to Illinois. Well, I can't get Mike back. <laughs> you know, so I can't just go recruit another Mike Dom. So he's gone to the Illinois team and that's great for him. Um, but it really messes you up from a program standpoint, because now I'm recruiting guys and I can't tell them, Hey, we get, you know, Oh yeah, we didn't get in last year. Well, why am I going to go play for you if I, you didn't get in? And then, so it's tough because you're, you're, but you're back to what do you do for a team to assemble a team? 
right? And you're doing the Iowa, Iowa State thing, and it's pulling teeth a little bit to get guys to really commit. So you go out of the state to get your Mike Doms, your Justin Carters, guys like that, and then you don't get in, right? So now what do you do? So, you know, we were really close, and this will drive the Iowa State fans crazy how, how close we were on this. Uh, so after last year, and they, you know, basically said, you know, yet essentially it was almost like you had too many non-alumni, which is crap, because if you look at some of these rosters this year, they're yeah. full of non-alumni. Terrible reasoning. So, you know, after last year, I said, well, okay, well, if this is the way it's going to be, I might as well just try to put together an Iowa State team. Um, you know, we had a guy, just as a side note, we had a guy in Iowa City that was looking to put together just an Iowa team. I was helping him as much as I could with that, giving him advice, everything I knew I was giving to him. And it didn't take long, and he realized there's just no traction to it. And so I, I, they, they, uh, they bailed on it. So I'm sitting there going, okay, well, let's try to put together an Iowa State team. You know, okay, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to try to find a coach. And I'm going to let them recruit, whatever. Just as a kick, I go, let me call Larry Eustachie. Let me see what he's got going on. Finally get a hold of him. He's in. So I'm sitting here going, okay, I'm, I've got a sponsor. We're bidding Des Moines, Iowa, uh, which we're already doing. We, we've been kind of working with that for the last couple of years. And I'm sitting here, I've got Larry Eustachie. Call Marcus Pfizer. Marcus Pfizer says, yeah, I'll help him. Okay, well, that's two big-name coaches right there. Okay, I've got, I'm getting good feedback from guys like – Melvin Edgem, who can't play this year because it's an Olympic year, but next year he might he might be able to play. Will Clyburn, another guy that's kind of like maybe, yeah, that yeah I might be able to do that. Let me see how things go. Um, DeAndre Kane has always kind of flirted with coming back, so this is where I'm sitting, right? Right, I'm going okay. I've got two coaches and I've got three or four guys, and I know Tyrus will play. All right, I got a five. I've got my starting five right here, and that's going to be a popular five, you know, and it's going to be a Des Moines everything right so eventually and i think he's going to do something else so i don't want to i don't want to air it but I, I think he's going to take a certain job all of a sudden i can't i can't get a hold of larry stacy and i'm not talking like a couple of days i'm talking like a month so at some point i've got to sit here and go okay at any point the tournament could say hey we got your bid from des moines drake where they're gonna they're, we're gonna host there and I'm going to be sitting there going, I don't have a coach and I don't have a full team that I guarantee is going to play. So at some point, again, I just got to go, hey, I called up uh, I called up the visitor bureau and I just said, hey, I don't feel good enough about putting either of our names on this to, to do it. Um, I don't I don't know where the coach is. I don't have a guaranteed starting five that I feel comfortable will actually do it. You got to pull the plug out, but that's how close we were to having something really cool. Uh, not only just with the Iowa State team, but we had a guy working on putting together an Iowa team as well that we were trying to kind of assist them with, like, hey, you know, maybe call him. We tried him, yeah, this sort of thing. Um, but again, it, it just fell through, and again, you got you got to have that level of interest. Yeah, so. you can only do what you can do, right? I mean, if certain people don't want to play, you can't really do much about that. No, no. And, and I feel bad. I feel bad for kind of the state and the, those two schools, because I, I'm telling you, we put we put as much as we, we did everything we could, everything we possibly could have done to get these guys, coaches, everybody to do it. And you just can't make them do it. And that's that's unfortunate because you've got you've got a lot of schools that are amped up to play and want to play and want their 
the players want to play, the players want to recruit, the fans want to get into it. And I, you know, that's what I was trying to build here. And we just weren't able to do it, you know, in some, maybe at some point down the road, things will open up, certain players will open up and it's a possibility that someone maybe takes the reins and tries it again, but it just, the timing of it right now just, just isn't going. So it is what it is. I mean, I'll I'll personally attest to the fact that, uh, Wichita was one of the most fun sporting events I've cool. ever been at. Um, and being able to see, you know, Josh play again, uh, a guy who I watched play at Drake quite a bit, um, you know, see some of the Iowa guys, Nicholas Bayer play, uh, you know, Matt Gatons, even seeing him uh, go in for <laughs> 10 seconds <laughs> and right. just sit there on the three point line. I mean, that was just a, uh, was just a ton of fun to be able to watch that. So um, would be cool to obviously see that team get back together at some point, but definitely understand uh, Matt, any last words about the tournament that you want to kind of bring up on the show today? No, it's, I mean, it's a neat tournament and I, and I hope folks tuned into it. Um, you know, you got, you got some Iowa appeal there kind of scattered across some different teams and stuff like that. And I think the next week is when they do their selection show Monday or Tuesday at like, I don't know. It's like Monday or Tuesday. It's on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. But, um, and then things kind of go from there, but yeah, um, it's an interesting tournament. I just, uh, um, like I said, I mean, uh, you, you know, there, some teams don't mind kind of getting into it with no expectations of, you know, uh, you know, what's going to happen and they're okay going, okay, well, we're going to get our tails kicked here. Um, man, we just, we just couldn't do that anymore. I just didn't didn't feel like doing that. So, um, yeah, so no, uh, it's a great tournament and I hope folks tune in and and support it and things like that. And you never know, maybe down the road, uh, something pops up, maybe a women's tournament pops up next year that we might, uh, uh, women's tournament be a lot of fun between, I mean, that's some really good basketball teams in the state of Iowa from a women's perspective with Iowa, Iowa state and Drake. Uh, actually I do have one last thing I want to ask you because last year, you were kind of my go-to guy for the inside scoop as to what teams might do pretty well and what teams might not. And I won a lot of money. So I want to get a, <laughs> uh, get a chance from you to say, what is your prediction? Who do you think is going to win this year's tournament? Uh, I know there's hard, a lot man. of things going on, the, but. Well, there's a lot of things going on even just today. So it kind of depends. I want to see Bayheim's army, who I was basically counting out because they were kind of aging out a little bit. Um, added some dudes and they got three more dudes that they're pretty high on. And if it's, if it's a guy with the last name, Anthony, that may pop up, uh, <laughs> that might change things a little bit. Um, sideline cancer will be really tough. Um, they're always really good. You know, that Carmen's crew from Ohio state will be really good. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, this is a tournament I definitely am pretty chalky on, especially in those top three or four seats, because there is a definite, um, they try to say it's not, but if you look along the, the lines of these rosters, you look at like the top four, sometimes even five seeds in some of these regions, and then the bottom of that, it's a huge drop off. So I'm pretty chalky for the most part, especially in those top seeds. Um, but yeah, sideline cancer, and I want to see who these Bayheim Army uh, guys are because I think they they've added a couple of guys. Tyrese Rice moved over uh, from uh, Challenge ALS. Uh, just in the last couple of days uh, for <laughs> certain reasons uh, that you could probably guess. Um, so we'll see, but I, those are, those are a couple that really stand out. I love it. Well, Matt, Matt's given us the, the inside tip and the scoop on, on who to maybe look at for a betting betting wise, Matt, always a pleasure <laughs> having you on the show. Hopefully have you on uh, in the future as well. If there's ever uh, an Iowa United or even an Iowa state team popping up. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. 
All right, y'all, and that does it for our show today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Matt as much as I did. We'll have to have him back on the show later on, maybe talk a little bit more TBT, or if um, they start trying to get the team together again next year, we'll talk about that. But that will do it for our show today. We'll be back on Friday, and we have a special guest on Friday as well, so make sure to check that out, um, talking about some Iowa quarterbacks. So we'll get more information on that to you here shortly once we record that interview. But if you're looking for some more Locked On content, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast app. And again, that will do it for our show today. Make sure to give us that five-star review if you love the show and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a fantastic Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in, Hawkeye Nation, and let's go Hawks.